Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gehen jetzt in den Wasser los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, our weekly Nintendo show here at IGN, episode 364, We've got a really great show for you today. Uh, coming up on the programming, we're going to talk about Nintendo's latest console, not the Switch, the 2DS XL, and give you the latest impressions on games and, and the machine that just came out. Uh, Splatoon 2, 
We played it. Lots of single-player impressions in here. And then Mario Kart Arcade GP VR. It's a real thing. So all those topics coming up next. But before we get into that, I wanted to give you a, a couple of housekeeping items here. First of all, IGN is coming to television. So if you have cable and you're watching uh, Disney XD, look for us July 17th at 9.30 p.m. Every week you'll get new episodes. You can also come to IGN and, and find some of that content on our homepage and on our YouTube channel as well. And then Comic-Con is coming up. We will be live all week from Comic-Con in San Diego. That's July 19th to the 23rd. On the 19th at 8 p.m., we're kicking it off with our, uh, our pre-show coverage. And then every day we'll do lots of panels and awesome stuff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're live 3 to 7, Thursday, Friday, and then we're live noon to roughly 8 o'clock on Saturday. Um, we're getting a bunch of big stars in. It's going to be really cool. But uh, we also have an awesome public-facing activation, a giant party uh, on the 20th. Uh, that's at the Tipsy Crow, uh, and it is a Dark Tower party, for those of you that are in the yeah. know. It's a Dark Tower-themed party, and we've turned an entire bar into the Dixie Pig, which is like a super famous bar in those novels. Um so it's going to be super cool. The the layouts that we've seen for it are absolutely insane. We'll we'll include the URL for RSVP uh, in the show notes and check that out if you guys are down in San Diego and Comic Con and you want to come hang out with us. So nice. So that's all about us. Now we're going to get to the show. With me here on this panel, we have Brendan Graber. Woo me. We've got Brian Altano. Get the thing. And we have handsome Zach Ryan. I don't have a catchphrase, but I like yours. Handsome Zach. That's yeah. okay. Uh, Brendan, really good to have you back. If you guys know Brendan, uh, he's been on the show before. He uh, kills us all in Splatoon. Since we're going to be talking <laughs> on, uh, a lot about that game uh, game here, we figured it was a good good idea to uh, resurrect him, bring him back on. You're reviewing it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you go. I yeah. can officially tell you that. I'm nice. reviewing it. So look for it on Tuesday. Probably be... Probably going to be a review in progress because we have to wait till the servers go up live. I want to see right. how you know it handles uh, yeah. everybody else coming in, also the rank battles. Sure, um, but yeah, nice. right now you're mostly playing against uh, Treehouse folks, right, and some other people. Treehouse one through forty five. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people in the tea house. Yeah, uh, uh, working on that Splatoon game. Yeah, I get tree hosed a lot in that game. Tree yeah. hosed. What about a tree Jose? Yeah, they're, they're uh, well, we we don't know who's who with uh, with, with their setup, That's but true. Um, you know maybe we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, if somebody shoots us extra hard, something tells me he's out there just. Inking it up. Uh, he's, yeah, he yeah. was awesome at that game. He, he's, he's always watching us. Me. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the news this week. Actually, a lot of stuff uh, happened that was um, actually pretty big. Yeah. Um, 2K, you know, is supporting the, the Switch with NBA 2K coming, uh, of mm-hmm. course, later this year. They announced that WWE 2K18 is actually coming to Switch. Yeah, yeah. and this is like a pretty huge deal because it's been a while since we've seen a WWE game yeah. on a uh, Nintendo platform. Personally, 2013. That's, that's yeah. how long it's been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 27 years. I can't believe it. Do you guys yeah. remember? Really? I mean, we all yeah. played Nitro and all those. You know, yeah, so I was gonna say. I games. feel like the last, the last uh, wrestling game that I played on a Nintendo f- platform was probably Nitro on the Nintendo right. 64. Yeah, they yeah. were pretty yeah. synonymous Ooh. with the Nintendo 64 in terms of like four-player multiplayer and the yeah. career modes. It was just the kind of thing you get around like a small standard definition television with a you know the big, a big, the big also, butt to the back that, of them. There was that sort of crummy uh, character creator that let you like. I personally, yeah. I would always create my friends. As wrestlers, and then you'd have these four-player matches that was just all your buds. There's a huge yeah. community around, they call them Cause, at C-A-W, the creator wrestlers, and it's just people being like, I made Batman, 
I yeah. made Doink the Clown. I made so Bane. Sonic, the, yeah. Mario up exactly. Right. It got more and more elaborate. I mean, yeah. once once people really went to town with the character creators, it's like Mies, right? Mm-hmm. Like the people just expanded and, and did awesome stuff. But the notable thing about this announcement is that you know we're obviously getting FIFA from EA as well, mm-hmm. and um, you know as as is often the case when you're getting uh, you know a numbered or a yearly iteration of a sports game uh, or a fighting game, sometimes some features are missing. So 2K is saying that's not the case with yeah. this. That is a full-fledged adaptation of the game that you'll uh, find on the other consoles as well with, yep. with all the modes. So yeah, I mean, awesome. it definitely won't look as great as, say, the PS4 or Xbox One's version, I don't, I don't think, but who cares? I mean, I think the fact that you can bring it anywhere is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wrestling is such a cartoon medium anyway. I don't think it's like you ne- necessarily need it to be that like, back, sir. photorealistic. Yeah, they, me. they announced that the Switch version doesn't have as much oil and sweat. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. that's fine. You might, you might be able to tell that I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but uh, I think it's really cool that this game is coming to yeah, totally. Nintendo platform for those of us that are for those that do love wrestling. Now they have a uh, you know a game to play. The, I, I I'm hoping it's like sort of the floodgates start opening for more and more third party support. We all said you know it'd be a couple months to a year before everyone started being like, well, you always hear that thing like, oh, we're gonna wait and see, see how it does, and yeah. then we'll support the system if it's economically uh, you know feasible. I, and so I think those doors will slowly start opening up. I think we'll hear a lot more from UB for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. UB UB always backs Nintendo consoles, and I'm sure there are a couple think, of titles coming up still. I, yeah, I also think that uh, Ubisoft has a surefire hit on their hands in Mario vs. Rabbids. Yeah. yeah. So I that's think, an easy yeah. entry into that platform. Yeah. But yeah, then, I mean, um, we're, and we are we're also getting Rayman got a release date for September. Rayman the Super Nintendo one, the definitive edition of Legends. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't think that they're was, gonna that's actually it. awesome. I didn't yeah. see that. That's really cool. I don't know I if they'll port game. the. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they'll port that ROM leak. <laughs> you don't think that's gonna happen? Maybe not. So, so 2K has a bunch of other franchises, right? I mean, there's Civ. I don't know if you guys play computer games, mm-hmm. but Civ's Civilization Six mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, they've got Mafia. They've got XCOM. I absolutely uh, love XCOM. XCOM. Did you do an Two. RTS on the Switch? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be so good. Pikmin 3 worked really well. And it was kind of like a yeah. RTS Lite. Cause the, I mean, t- when you had the uh, the control stick. Sure. Just any- look at, look at uh, the, the first thing that, that uh, and I'm sorry to bring it up again, but the first thing that Mario vs. Rabbids got uh, brought up when we saw it was... Uh, uh, it looked like a lighter version of XCOM. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And I think, I think that you absolutely have... Look, the original XCOM made it to mobile platforms and stuff like that. Yeah. There's yep. no reason why XCOM or XCOM and, 2 could... I agree. And way. there was a Civilization Revolution update yeah. for, um, you know, on, on iPad. Uh, not as good as the console game. Like, I love the, the Revolution console game. I'm so sad that that wasn't a bigger thing. We have sure. four copies in my house. We play multiplayer really? across, across uh, Xbox. I actually personally, days. I would love to see a Bioshock collection from them. They put that on consoles a while. Yeah, back. that little yeah. game that would be really That'd be nice. awesome. Yeah, so really couple, cool to have that on Switch. A couple other news items. Um, you know, the the first video streaming app is mm-hmm. coming out in uh, came out in Japan. Yeah, actually. Nico Nico. Nico Nico. You're a big fan of Nico Nico. Watch it every day. And I uh, do. I watch it. No, no, but I've, it's <laughs> obviously something that we've heard a lot about here in the office because we deal with Japan a lot. Yep. Nico Nico is one of their biggest streaming services. Yeah. So we it is something that it's on our radar. So it's exciting that it's on Switch now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, I haven't tried it out yet. You can obviously switch your uh, uh, Switch to japan mode and yeah, download it and i downloaded it did you uh, the website lets you it's like youtube but with annotations directly in the video it's like the elevator pitch for nico nico is basically like what if youtube comments were blocking the video <laughs> <laughs> which is like it's kind of interesting because it's like as things happen uh you know creators can put annotations in but also you'll have the commenters uh annotations basically pop up all over the video so it's it's kind of madness i watched the i downloaded it and i watched the most popular video on there 
I believe everything's in Japanese, but you can kind of like fake your way through it. Um, and it was a, a let's play of Kirby's Air Ride. Yeah. For GameCube. And just covered in comments Dude. in Japanese. And the occasional American one will come and be like, what the hell is this blank? <laughs> uh, so it's fun. Here's my let's play of Kirby's Air Ride. Yeah, that's the game that plays itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one button automatic win gameplay. Um, I, I kid, I kid. But There's the cool thing about this is I think it will hopefully start opening up the doors for uh, more actual video platforms to launch on Switch. Um, they quietly just put this out there, and that means that we could get Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, Netflix down the line. I don't think we're that far away from, I would hope, maybe by this fall, uh, video apps just like quietly just appearing on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a huge stretch. We got we had Netflix and Crunchyroll and stuff like that on the Wii, uh, yep. on the Wii U and the Wii. So yeah. it doesn't seem like it, it would be an uncommon occurrence to have these things kind of pop up. Yeah, and we Switch. we know. I mean, some of the some of the the biggest Nintendo fans I know from back uh, back in the days who used to work for Factor Five worked on a lot of video codecs for the console streaming apps, and you know Julian Egerbreg from Factor Five um, worked on the Hulu app and worked works at hulu actually so i gotta think there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we're going to see those apps we would love to put an ign app on the switch as well we weren't able yeah. to get one on the on the wii u but you know we'll we'll keep trying be really cool to just kind of do live stream like e3 coverage Can't you just call miyamoto doesn't work like that mm. yeah, he doesn't pick up the phone anymore not for yeah. you no. no ever since that ever Wii since music review it's been <laughs> yeah no, nobody that was, picks that up. was a rough one a uh, couple of smaller things arc system is releasing uh, the puzzle game boost beast um on switch it's uh notable it's the same developer as hey pikmin mm-hmm. oh cool uh, our zest so it's basically it's a port of a mobile game yeah. a little little uh, color match puzzle game it's got double the amount of levels than the mobile game so, so it could be a, a cute little game i took a look at this i took a look at this game in preparation for the show and and uh, this game is not going to help uh, any of the arguments from people saying like Switch is just a mobile machine because right, this right. is the most mobile mobile yeah. game that you could possibly yeah. have. I think it's cool if you're into that kind of thing. 200 levels is obviously nothing to sneeze at. It's a very mobile centric game. It's a very I, color matchy sort of. I'm game. all for um, uh, mobile ports coming to Switch, but I think that they just need to fit the platform a little bit better yeah. like if you're going to port over those games do like i think that something like implosion did a good job we talked about it last week and i've been playing it a lot um it just everything's unlocked at the, at the gate there's no microtransaction stuff it doesn't feel like it's a uh like a mobile game in that just going through the menus and stuff like that like it feels like a a console game right on switch and i think that's the way to do it when when you're playing a game that feels too much like it's just a phone game stretched out so before the switch launched, uh, Jose and I went to an, uh, like a basically a hands-on preview event um, that was uh, Nindies centric. Nintendo right. Nindies, you know, they they that whole development or that whole uh, area of Nintendo was really boosted around the launch of the Switch, and their whole thing was like they were being very selective about what n- indie titles were coming to the Switch and and things like that, and it got me really excited because. I like to see the idea that they're sort of fostering this community on the Switch, and they've done a really great job of mm-hmm. bringing things like uh, like Bubble Boy, or, or not Bubble Boy, I'm sorry, Bull Boy, yep. or, um, you know, like Rhyme is coming to the Switch soon, things yep. like that, uh, like kind of handpicking these things. But then there's also this other segment that I see that's happening now where it's kind of like also all these mobile games, which is like a little concerning to me. That's, so. the, old, that's yeah. the old Wii shovelware yeah. problem, right? Once something has reached mainstream success, then you'll see some of the more casual games pop up i mean i i don't mind it you have a choice right yeah. and like i i do like having puzzle games installed on my system and taking it on the go with me but they have to be good sure. ones right yeah if you, I think the, the, the 3ds had the same issue yeah. um i think probably worse 
than the Wii or the and definitely the Wii U did. But the 3DS, when you really dig around that shop, you'll find a bunch of games that are like it's like fox jump and you're like what the heck is this like this is oh, like jumping you don't want to see a fox jump i mean of course i, I do like but like you gotta, you gotta put some work into it you know yeah. uh no they, they look like browser-based games that are ported over to like that 480p screen and they're like three bucks or four bucks and it's yeah. like i don't know who this is for if it's for like children to part ways with their parents money pretty easily so that credit card saved on there i'm not sure if i could play devil's advocate to my own argument um <laughs> I, I would say that I guess the, the, the TLDR version is that ultimately this is a mobile platform. Yeah. And so it does make sense for those kind of things to be on the Switch for, for people that picked it up because they're like, I love Zelda and I want to play this giant adventure, but the only other games that I ever play are match three That's games. That's a good right, counter right, argument you know? to yeah. what Zach said. Just Thank now. you. Yeah. 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 We should add another chair on that end. You just get up and you run, just around run around to the other side. Yeah. Switch the evil camera. Zach. Yeah. Yeah, you can argue, well, that's like the evil Zach doesn't have a beard. To bring up Implosion again, the levels are designed around a mobile mobile play which means yep. that they're small and they're concise and they're and they're great and you're done with them in a few minutes right and i think the switch the switch needs more stuff like that so Switchy. Um, couple of things on the 3DS as well. The 3DS is still uh, uh, around and alive. Um, Metopia, Hey Pikmin demos are out. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. next week's episode of NVC is going to be hosted by uh, by Sam. Uh, it's going to have Zach and Brian on as well. And a guest, I think uh, Casey may, may uh, come back. I'm I'm traveling in, in L.A., so unfortunately I can't record that one. But uh, they will talk um, a little bit more about those two games because you can uh, play them now. And we actually have full versions. Yeah, here I'm going to be jumping into uh, Hey Pikmin. Uh, hey. Uh, Hey, Pikmin. Pretty heavy, so I'm, yep. I'm excited for that. I haven't. I somehow I managed to miss Pikmin three entirely. Oh my so, god! Oh wow! Go back yeah. right now. Go back Do now. It. No, it's it's absolutely worth playing. Wow! And then Cursed Castilla. This game's awesome. Castilla? Yeah, this game's yeah. really awesome. We did came out work. on 3ds. It's on 3ds now. Uh, I think it fits perfectly for that platform. I played it on PS4. We did some let's plays on Up at Noon. I believe we put those on the Up at Noon playlist mm-hmm. on IGN. Um, yeah, very old school ghouls and ghosts, ghosts and goblins, hard as hell. Uh, made by, by a very small team in Spain. Uh, of guys who were just grew up with those games and it's like the monster design is really cool the character design is really fun it's very difficult but if you're looking for like a kind of awesome difficult action platforming game like this is a great one so style wise it looks just like ghosts and goblins yeah. right down to the character the music sounds a lot like it the difficulty which ghosts and goblins obviously was yep. famous for yep. that and like having you beat the game at the end saying all right you beat it once now do it again <laughs> yeah like that kind of mean super harsh super nes difficulty level uh, they're bringing back with this um it's got eight stages, uh, you know, pretty pretty diversely uh, themed stuff, and then uh, a new coin-op mode. Yep. So make it feel even more like an arcade game. And then, obviously, your 3D slider will work on this one. Yeah, unless you're playing it on 2DS. Uh, side note, uh, Pikmin, uh, Hey Pikmin cannot be played in 3D. Just found that out. That's weird. Oh, yeah, oh. a couple of games dropped yeah. for 3D the 3D mode. Nintendo 2DS. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, just back to Comic Con. Obviously, we will be there. You, yeah. If you are at, in San Diego at the show, you'll see. Um, you'll probably bump into some of the the folks from IGN. Be sure to say hi. But Nintendo is also there, so they announced their Comic Con presence. They'll have playable Mario Odyssey. Rabbits, the Super NES classic you'll be able to see probably the only time you'll ever see. Yeah, I mean, we got our first look at yeah. the NES classic at Comic-Con last That's right. year. That's when we yeah. first, uh, I think we were one of the first outlets to just really grab that short controller cable and yank it and realize you just that break it big just did like this big like thing <laughs> like that and it was like i was like oh it's only three feet that's not good splatoon 2 will be there pokin tournament will be there flip wars remember that it yeah was, uh, project uh, mukuru yeah it's all those little there. halo guys and their butt stomping on that board that's, that's one right. of the that's one of the games that, the that we saw game. at the preview yeah uh, yeah okay so it has an you know it's called flip wars no uh 
now. It's it's going to be actually out on August 10th, so you don't have to wait much for it. But Nintendo will be there, so um, you know if you want to play any of these games, knowing Nintendo uh, events, um, get in line. Early. Nintendo, make sure you sit in there. Grab a drink. Nintendo at Comic Con is always really cool because it's like a a second look at a lot of the stuff that they brought to E3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, so more refined for public play. Too. Yeah, and what's what's nice is that. Well, it's not nice because the lines are still insane. Sure. But Comic-Con is so less centric on gaming that, that you can play these games a little easier. So it's going to be the public's uh, you know, opportunity to get their hands on uh, Super Mario for the first time, like outside of the 15,000 people that managed to weasel their way into uh, uh, the L.A. convention center. And wait for four hours in line for Yeah, them. exactly. But I think it's going to be really cool. And, and Nintendo always does a really great job of doing these cool activations around stuff at Comic-Con. Like they're doing a Splatoon tournament. There'll be a Pockin tournament. Yep. Yeah, they always blow out these big events that way. Yeah, they always have really cool kind of statues yeah. and, and setups as well. So uh, that's that's basically the news uh, for this week. I'm sure by the time we post it, some major game is going to be announced, and everybody's going to tell us. N64 Classic. We didn't announced. cover it. N64 Classic. No, I wish. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the games that we're playing. Um, last week, we spent a ton of time on on indies. Um, yeah. Want to want to. Talk a little bit less about it, so we get to some of the big stuff later as sure. well. But um, Death Squared, you're you're pretty passionate about. This I really game, like right? this game. Yeah, this, this is out on Switch. This is out on Switch. Uh, I believe it's been out on Steam for a while. Um, it's uh, the kind of game where you look at it and you're like, oh, that doesn't, you know, that's like whatever. It's a bunch of squares and some robot levels. But actually playing it is is really fun. Uh, so basically, your goal is to move these blocks uh, to goalposts that are hidden around the level and light them up and then move on to the next stage. And there's like 50-plus stages, but it gets really interesting because when you're playing in single player, uh, you have to control two blocks, one with each Joy-Con. So you're basically using both sides of your brain. In multiplayer, each one of you controls one, uh, and you can play up to four players. <gasps> Link so, together season two. <laughs> Link together season two. So it gets very frantic. Uh, we're putting up a Let's Play, I believe, today. Uh, it's like 15 minutes long. And it, to me, it's the most fun co-op game I've played since uh, Scribble Knots, oh. which, again, gets into a lot of innuendo, wow. like... Push me over, get on top of me. Did you mean snipper clips? That's what I mean. Snipper yeah, scribble nuts. Uh, snipper clips. Uh, so in terms of like Switch games that you can play like that, um, it's really, really cool. And it's only a couple bucks. Just launched today. Um, really smart, too. And it's got this sort of like uh, portal style uh, test chamber VO uh, with some pretty smart writing that's happening. That's um, and the, yeah, the levels are challenging. They're really fun. Definitely check this one out. Again, you're going to look at it and be like, it seems pretty simple in art style, but um, you give it a look. It's when great. Do you, when do you find time to play these? Is this while traveling? Or? Well, so this one, I've actually had a, a, a early copy of this game for ah, a couple weeks now. Yeah. So, you, yeah, and yeah. Also, Travel Brian wakes up every morning at 3 a.m. to play video games. Really? Video games. <laughs> for six I, hours. I do get up early to play video work. games, though. Yeah. Yeah, and work out and, you know, mostly play video games. Maybe I should do that. Eat. And then when you're done, do you play games after that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. And then you play the Mambo. The Mambo. The Mambo. Yeah, the Mambo just launched uh, this week as well. And Spanish for the Mamba. Similar thing. Uh, it's got a single-player <laughs> mode with, like, dozens of levels, which are um, very, very difficult. But the main crux of this game is that you play this sort of ball that has three attacks, uh, and it's all one button. Mm-hmm. So you move with the sticks or the D-pad, um, and it's kind of Smash Brothers style where you can jump with B or you can just hit up. And then your buttons are like basically short attack, uh, kind of a burst, and then like a ranged attack. And it's all depending on how long you hold the button down. Nice. Uh, so you go through these towers of stages, kind of like um, old school like Mortal Kombat when you like go through <laughs> each thing. Yeah. But in multiplayer, there's all these different objectives. You play four-player, and it gets very chaotic because like – 
hitting each other, smashing each other gets you bouncing around the stage like crazy, which can knock people out. So it's um, almost sort of like a very light version of Smash Brothers with some awesome single player stuff. Uh, very small team of NVC fans who made this game. So it's super cool. That's so crazy. shout out to them. That's rad. Um, but yeah, go check that out. Really, Two really cool games on Switch right now. There's a couple other ones that I didn't really get to check out, like Levels Plus, which is sort of like Threes, and I and Me, which is a game where you control two cats. Uh, and it just didn't look super interesting to me. But Brian, uh, you hate cats. That's I'm not a big fan. Yeah, if this was about dogs. Like I'd be all, all over. Cats? It. Like what about like, uh, like lions tigers. are great. Oh, those are Sipid great. Cats. Yeah, cats. Panthers. Yeah. Big fan yeah. of panthers. Lynxes. Basic ass cats though. I'm I'm cool on them. I had cats growing up. That's why I don't like them. Like what yeah. about really tiny cats? Those are good. Those are kittens. Good. They're called. Yeah. So you could get maybe you can like switch them out when they get bigger. Or something. I, I think. Hey, did you guys remember that time that we were hosting that Nintendo show? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So um, Ever Oasis on, oh, yeah. uh, is out on 3DS. When it came out, we we neglected to talk about it simply because we weren't just not in the same universe together. We both played it. Yeah, I, w- I was out. So you reviewed it. I did. Uh, on the 3DS, and you loved it. I did. Yeah, that was really great. And yeah, generally, what did, you, what did you give it? You ended up giving it like a ten point ten. No, it's 8. 8. 8.9, just under yeah. uh, the amazing category. Okay. Just a little bit, but it was really great. Um, it's kind of like a cross between kind of Animal Crossing style, like town development. Uh, but they also, uh, the developers, Grezzo, they poured over Ocarina of Time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it shows. There's, there's this really like these dungeon elements where like you, you have your town to protect, but you also have to go out and like solve the ancient evil. And then there's all these little dungeons and caves you can explore uh, with you and your villagers you can bring with you to battle. And it's kind of how it blends these things together that are really great. Like you're getting your villagers in. They build the little shops. They make money for you. And you're like, hey, cool. Thanks for making money. Let's go on an adventure together. And if you've upgraded their shop, they're better in battle for it. So whatever you do in one area affects the other side. So you don't feel like you're just playing two different games. You're playing one connected game that everything you yep. do helps. Okay, that's really interesting to me because like I, I've I read your review. I sort of watched this game as it was coming out, and it looks really like really cool. Um, I'm super into the Zelda like dungeon aspect of it. I'm not into like town building. Like I've never been into like The Sims or anything like or the um, like Sim City or anything like that. So were you in Animal Crossing? It's not like that. It's <laughs> not a little bit, yeah. But the problem with this game, honestly, is and I, I like it a lot too. It is a, it's like a slower burn than the TV show The Wire. Like you got to invest the time <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, and it's one of those Nintendo games that unfortunately tells you what to do. It's like now you have two seeds and right. you can do this yeah and they like, don't it, really let you have to hook to the very end of the game no and then you know it, it it tells you a little it's a little bit too much hey listen but once you get past the basic mechanics of the town building which is you know attracting people to come to your town establishing shops and then you can supply them with stuff you get out and then suddenly it, it has all these kind of action adventure like almost linked to the past like sword play elements where mm-hmm. you're exploring uh, you know a desert and a cave and then it really takes off and mechanically it's really well done has really cute characters good music and everything it's also um, gorgeous it just, yeah, it's a really good looking game on 3DS yeah and like I, I, I mean I think it's really cool that Nintendo took a chance on, on you know Grezzo after porting games to do something original like this it was made by the creator of uh, Secret of Mana yep yeah that's awesome yeah. So really cool pedigree don't, don't ignore it just because of the, the look or because you're afraid of town building because there's a there's a Terrified. good action game. It in does there. get streamlined, which is nice. Like the second it gets like, oh, there's just, there's too many towns like uh, shops to keep track of. They're like, oh, by the way, here's a little thing you just you know can centralize it and then here stock everybody's stuff and then you're done. Oh, cool. uh, so That's like awesome. yeah, every time you think it's going to get too big, they add a way for you to streamline it or like assign other villagers to do it for you, which I always liked. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Good game. I, I saw it already dropped in in price, so I don't think it's a it's a huge hit out there. But you know, if you're in for a bargain, just kind of keep your eyes open. 
sure it's uh you know it's good yeah, it's a nice addition to the 3ds library yep. yeah absolutely be, it, honestly it'd kind of be nice to go back to the 3ds I haven't I haven't played anything on it in so long. Yeah, yeah. I guess Metroid's not until September. Well, let's so. talk. Yep. Let's talk about that uh, that mythical beast, the 3ds, 3ds, and his friend and on our desk new. here. If you're listening to the show, we have careful, the brand careful. new 2ds XL, of course, yeah. which uh, you know is Nintendo's uh, reboot of the the. The 2DS door, um, the, the door what stopper. What do we say? The challenged original Switch. 2DS. Like, who's a fan of the 2DS, the original? I'm a fan of the concept of it, but in practice, I don't like using it. So it's a good machine for little kids, right? Yes. Uh, if you had the original DSs, the hinges always broke. Sure. And kids open and shut that stuff. They sometimes bend it too far. And the 2DS was meant to fix that. So you have this wedge shape that is, I mean, it's almost indestructible, this, this yeah. device. So yeah. it was a cool idea for kids. But, you know, it, the form factor is, it's not pretty. And it's not awesome. And so the 2DS XL addresses that. It goes yeah. back to the clamshell design, if you haven't seen it. You know, black unit it actually has a textured pattern on the It looks on the really top. nice. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Yeah, give, give it to me. Let me. It's sleek. I really like the, the color scheme. I like the black and blue. I think that they took a hint from have you Switch. Seen, have you seen Japan's orange and white blue. one? Yeah, that one's yeah. really cool, too. I think I might yeah. prefer that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we put up a couple videos about the 2DS. I did an official unboxing video, and Casey also reviewed it for us, so we can you can get in the really deep dive stuff. But I think just, like, hands-on with it, um, I like it. It's definitely kind of toy-like, I would say. There we go. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it can't talk. Are you trying to put the microphone up to it? No, I was, I was just... Speakers okay. are weird. So, yeah. So, like, I'll, I'll, point out, I'll get this stuff out of the way that I don't really like. Um, number one, the speaker placement is a little odd. It's in the front of the system, and sometimes I find out... Your system's about to die. Uh, I found out that, like, your hands can kind of block it, like, if you have, you know thumbs which yeah. you might have if you're playing video games I, I didn't have that issue like I, I was conscious of that too, yeah so maybe i'm holding it a little wider. number two the blue on it um is not really sort of that like matte finish that you find on the switch the gloss um, blue, it's yeah. more of glossy which you know nice for no fingerprints or anything like that but it just has this sort of toy-like shine to it um the rest of the system is matte though which i like and it's got this kind of corrugated yeah, you can grate cheese if you, if you don't have a great. Sounds like you're scratching your record. Yeah. The other thing is the camera placement is super odd on this. Yeah, thing. on the top, it's, it's in yeah, the hinge, strange. so you actually see it when it's the system's kind of closed. At it's peeking out, and then you'll see it again when it's actually open. So um, yep. that's kind of cool. Uh, I did notice that the uh, thumbstick on the inside was already leaving an indentation on the screen on the top. It's so an old really. Nintendo feature. It's like Just always to remind wonder. you that it's yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, one of the things I do really like is that switching the SD card no longer requires you pop popping out the, the battery system. Yeah. yeah, it's got this kind of flap in the front of it where you also put the you can switch games into it, um, which is really nice because you want to put some more onboard memory on there. That's yeah. also um, nice for me because I uh, a lot of times I put my 3DS in my bag and I take yep. it out and the thing's falling out. Yeah. Like, oh well, my progress is gone for my game because it fell so out. It's 150 bucks. Launches at the end of July. Um, right now, I think we just got the blue color here in the states, and you can get orange and white, uh, orange and cream, or whatever it is in japan yeah um i do like it it's toy like i think it's like it's pretty awesome for kids uh teens like i think i'm gonna stick with my 3ds xl yeah um or my new 3ds xl i don't see myself trading that in or anything like that um if you tried that system the nub on this thing you know that extra analog stick feels exactly the same but um shoulder buttons are nice it feels nice it's got a nice like it's 
nice and light. It's very light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like it's well constructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. It's it. a it, peculiar like naming uh, sort of, you know, just to go through that. Uh, we've had not, the why not the new 3DS Lite or something? Yeah, we've had like yeah. the DS, the DS Lite, the DSi, the DS Lite, X, or the DS XL, and all it's that. Getting stuff. mighty 3DS, confusing. 3DS, 3DS, new 3DS XL, 2DS. Yeah. yeah, it's just been a lot. But, but I, I wouldn't dismiss it. Definitely don't dismiss it as kind of just a budget release. Because no, yeah, they they did save a little bit on the screen, for example. Right, there is mm-hmm. a difference in the the visual fidelity, but they didn't save on on processors or anything. So it's not like you're going back to the original 3DS. It has the 3DS XL. Uh, supporting the new 3DS XL games and all of that. Sure. Um, so what you're saying, then, like a game that that'll push the system, like Hyrule Warriors, or will run like that, will on run this fine on that. better than on the original yeah. uh, unit. So b- more like the new 3DS. Uh, there are, you know, there are some some smart upgrades that I would expect find their way into the more expensive tier as well. They're just a, a you know a couple of smart things like the shoulder buttons, the lifted shoulder buttons, right. the way that all feels. It actually, the the system feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's weird because they've uh, Nintendo has kind of simultaneously ceased production on the new Nintendo 3DS. The yep. 3DS XL is still getting made. The new Nintendo 3DS here in America was always a sort of peculiar one because we didn't really get the same suite of faceplates and customization yeah, options. It was enough, and I would have been all over that one. But like most of those, most of the cool ones are things you would have to import. Right? Yeah. Um, or, I would be. Is that one yours? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we saw another um, iteration of the DS. I feel like this is the end of that line yeah. for quite some time. Do you know? I mean, it is really. It's it's like you're you're watching the evolution of a system here. And like, if you you guys ever see uh, whale bones, they're like the the rudimentary connectors to legs for right. the hips. On the back of the 2DS, you have two cameras, which, yeah. of course, are used to take 3D pictures, sure. which the 2DS cannot display. That's the other yeah. thing. It comes with AR cards. It's really cards, funny. Yeah. Which the 2DS also came out with AR yep. cards. But AR is surprisingly uninteresting yeah. when you don't have the 3D aspect yep. to it. It's just like, sure. Mario's on your table. And it's like, no, he's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, that obviously may- means it's compatible with you know Nintendo image sharing. Sure, yeah. You'll be able to view those images, but it's just kind of funny that but it has yeah, these it has the vest- yeah. vestigular cameras on the back. Yeah, so I don't know if that means it takes 3D pictures but doesn't view 3D it, pictures. Yeah. I think that's what it that means. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, to your 3DS friends. Because I think the image sharing was always just set up with 3D in mind, so you cannot not do it that way. It's still not GBA port, yeah, yeah, that would be a big upgrade, wouldn't it? GBA, you, want, you think they just swan song it out, just one last one? I'd be yeah, down with that. that would be- and for those of you that waited all the way till the end of the line, <laughs> here's a little bonus: bust we, out those old cards. One of the greatest gaming libraries in history available yep. at your fingertips. We all know we're gonna get a Game Boy Classic Mini. Come on, I hope so. Yeah, yeah it would really be cool if so. it was like green too. That they did like man, completely updated. Yeah. Then GBA, they can do uh, all in color. Mm-hmm. So, um, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a ton about Splatoon 2, as oh, yeah. well as this really strange Mario Kart VR game that surfaced in Japan. So, stay tuned for that. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. We're back here with Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 364, second part. If you didn't watch the the first part yet, you're really missing out. So so go back. Um, we're going to talk about Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Nintendo's big first party game coming out uh, very very soon. Watch um, first. Yeah, and if you're watching this One show and it's, uh, you know, remember to keep an eye on on the old uh, uh, Splatfest mm-hmm. test fire public demo for everybody. Obviously, that's a really good chance to get a feel for this game. If you're someone who's ignored this game, and I've met a lot of people who yeah. said, 
I'm not going to buy Splatoon 2. It's pre- predominantly a, a multiplayer game. I don't like shooters, blah, blah, blah. You're missing out because to me, it's kind of like it's this true crossover between a, a classic platformer like, um, like Super Mario Sunshine, really, you know, yeah. with the water in the spray mechanics. And, you know, a, a shooter like uh, PVZ or Overwatch, mm-hmm. you know, mixed together. And I think the uh, the multiplayer is actually very beginner-friendly, too, because you can succeed just kind of doing your own thing. Sure. But let's talk about single-player first. Yeah. What do you I, think? I, this is your first single-player Splatoon experience, No, I right? played the single-player oh, for the first game. The first yeah, game. I didn't play okay. a ton of the multiplayer for the first gotcha. game. That's mm-hmm. um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think even more so than the first game, this feels... Not necessarily like a spiritual successor, but it obviously takes a lot of, of learnings from Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, um, and I think that it is is really really smart in so the like way. Like what? That, um, well, there's obviously the the spraying mechanic. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like the locomotion, especially, yep. feels a lot like Mario Sunshine. The platforming feels very shooting similar. windmills. Yeah. to Make things move. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That right. Kind of stuff. Yeah. The verticality, yep. especially. Yeah. I feel like uh, is very reminiscent, uh, and it's just. A lot of fun, like yeah. it, more so than more so than a lot of bigger AAA games. It just feels to me like you're playing as a contestant on a Nickelodeon show from the '90s. You know what I mean? Like it just it has obviously it's got this great neon color scheme, um, but it's just it's just a blast to play. It definitely has a like a really strong double dare aspect. To yeah, it. absolutely. It's yeah. just kind of goofy and wet and gross, but really neon yeah. and and. And wonderful. Also, good like mood lighting and like yeah. crazy like lava lamps floating in the air. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've said enough about how really good looking this game is. Um, the the Wii U version was a good looking game, but this there's this level of like sheen and shine and polish to this game. That sheen and shine. It's sheen sharp. So first of first of all, it is sharper. Yep. I can't believe how good it looks on the small screen. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. You know, good. it's obviously it runs in 720p when it's on your on your personal little. Uh, portable monitor here but it looks so sharp it really you can does really no jaggies they made sure that it would always hit 60 fps mm-hmm. yeah. it is not dropping yep even when multiplayer single player like it's just going like yep. crazy i think in the lobby area it it's drops. like it's 30 fps but it stays there but then everywhere else where you're battling, it's always very smooth. Yeah, and so I think that's because they, they load in characters and, and, you know, live players and little images. But, yeah, the, the game is, like, rock solid. And I think the, the single player itself is is very creative. I don't think it's the leap over the first game single player that some of us might have thought when we first saw those trailers. Like, I thought this was going to be Super Mario Galaxy 3, and it's definitely a Splatoon single player, too. Yeah. But that said, I really like it. I think the the way um, the sort of this, the story unfolds, which we won't, we won't spoil, um, and... And some of the bosses are incredibly smart. But I think just the level layout is really, it's really brilliant. You have these hub areas mm-hmm. that kick open to little sub-levels that you need to find. Teapots. Yeah, teapots. And then opening those, and it seems like each world has more and more of them, right? Like the first one has a few, and the next yep. one has a few more and a few more. Um, and each world, each level in those worlds has two main items that you need to hunt down and find that are just kind of secondary options on top of just getting to the goal. And they're very tough to get. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're they're really well hidden. They're really well hidden. Like yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of replay value to so going back and finding stick, those. Stick with me on this one because I feel like this might be a bit of a walk. But I I feel like a lot of the hidden stuff in Splatoon 2 reminds me a lot of the hidden stuff towards the end of like Planet Robobot. Mm. Where there's you're not necessarily solving puzzles in Splatoon 2 like you were in in uh, that Kirby game, mm-hmm. but they're so deviously hidden that you really have to wrap your brain around some stuff to figure out how to... Like, there's so many times where you're shooting through the air yeah. to go to the next area, and you can see a platform, and you think... Oh, I missed that platform. Yep, yeah, right. And I really thought I did such a great like such a thorough job of exploring that 
particular hub and like there i can see that there's something there how the heck do i get yeah, it? my, do that my frustration with that is that a lot of times you notice that past the point of no return yeah you uh-huh. can't go back and you yeah. got to start the level over Lines which is fun fast. and moves quick yeah they're they're, they're bite-sized it's so very I, I old see, school old school platformer right yes, there's an yeah. area where you know you drop down through these deep fried calamari rings with yeah. that game that game has an issue it, it, i'm gonna say right now this game <laughs> has the best this has the best looking onion rings i've ever seen yeah that's true. let's hold yeah. that onion rings not calamari like i'm trying to yeah. eat healthy and I'm playing this game and I'm like, oh, I want tempura shrimp and onion rings so bad right there's now. A, I mean, as you know, there's a tempura shrimp character which yeah. I f- who like, serves who fried him, who serves tempura shrimp. I know yeah. you really. What's going on with that? As well. okay. Are those his kids? We should know. talk. Bill hey, Trin, so, what's going so, on, man? So you fall, you fall down through these rings and you have to kind of steer. It's like very vertical, yeah. like in Sunshine. But unlike in Sunshine, you can't catch yourself with a with, with the, the booster the, on right. With, yeah. and, and so. You may miss something. You're like, oh, God, you know, and then yeah. you do have to retry the level. So it becomes this kind of quest to uh, for some secret items and to do better and gather them yeah. over time. Of course, it saves what you already found. So it's yeah. not it's not yeah. super mean. There's a lot of like you find yourself sort of peeking around every corner, dropping through grates and platforms that you uh, didn't normally think you should go through, yeah. mm-hmm. um, spraying walls that are just seem inconsequential and being like, oh, I can actually jump up that to the top right. and then find a secret up there, um, and then finding those things like i said like it's sort of well i don't i don't want to spoil what it does yeah. but it's cool stuff and it's worth it's worth getting but if not you just get to the goal and you get a bunch of goals in a row and then you um you fight a boss but even so in those back. hub worlds there's like kind of sunshine or galaxy-esque uh um, kind of sort of the way you would get stars playing Mario 64 just out in the castle somewhere. Yep. Um, there's little things you can do with like balloon mini games and a yep. couple other mm-hmm. things that you can find. They're really fun. Yeah, I want to go back to the replayability. There's one thing that I think they really took note of from Splatoon 1's campaign where you just had a blaster and some bombs. And Splatoon 2, they start giving you all the different kind of weapon types. And they'll go like, okay, for this level, we want you to use this one. Yeah. And then once you be like, oh, but if you want to use any other weapon, you replay it and you can try it with a different weapon. And so there was one where I had like, you know, the sniper rifle and it's like, you got to shoot the targets from a distance. I'm like, okay, well, how can I do this if I replay it? So I replayed it with like a, uh, the dualies or yeah. something. Oh, shit. Like, Brennan's using the dualies. Love those yeah. dualies. He's dead. Uh, yeah. And so they're like, oh, you Run. can't reach them, but they'll add like platforms and they'll go throw your bomb instead. And oh. it works. And then, so they'll account for how weapons are different. Yep. And even if you're playing a weapon that wasn't meant for that stage, they'll take into accommodation, they'll add something or they'll make a platform different. So you can replay it and you learn. How to use weapons? Which is uh, I didn't awesome. even notice that, but yeah, I love the upgrade to have the switching weapons. That was one of my issues with the original game. Yeah, it like I love the mechanics. I, I enjoyed the single player, but you felt like you know if you were a roller multiplayer game, like the single player just kind of made you play only one way in it. Yeah. Right. If there's way, a better way of teaching one, you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this one, it's honestly, it's like it's having the tutorial in the game. Mm-hmm. By the way, tutorial is mandatory again, like in the old game. So if you are going to play in the Splatfest, make sure to just download the thing first, play through the tutorial so you can jump right in because yeah. obviously there's precious little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the I love the, the new weapons, obviously, um, are, are really cool. So the multiplayer servers for, for press and Treehouse mm-hmm. and Test just went up, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and we've been able to mess around with that a little bit. Um, what do you guys think think so far? Uh, Brennan and I have played a pretty fair amount of Salmon Run together, and that mode is but local, right? Yeah, yes. local, local. Yeah, and but well, 
No, I guess we did play local yesterday too. Yeah. But that mode is stupid fun. It's so great. It's, it's, it's like really, really cool. The player kind of holds your hand a lot and goes like, "Oh, you need to do this now." Like mm-hmm. someone's like, "Hey, uh, you can choose the difficulty, but if you're over like ten percent, you're gonna die." Yeah, yeah. a they lot. Just, yeah. They yeah. just throw things at you, and even knowing what's gonna come at you, but the order and like the uh, there's little changes they'll make or like. Maybe the tide will rise up and you'll have less room to do, or the tide will rise down and like your egg catching thing will be on the shore where all these guys are coming from. Then you have like three bosses coming in from behind you. You just start screaming. It so gets you, so yeah. frantic. Yeah, you, you end up fighting. in this like four like four person back to back like action movie formation. Yeah, just where like, you're just shooting everything. Yeah, and, and, like it's very interesting too because it's like you're trying to ink up everything, but that also wastes your ammo, which right. you need to like duck down into to reconserve. So it's not like what you would expect from your sort of traditional horde mode because you're you're fighting your own ammo conservation, which then re- depletes and repletes. But then you're also fighting the environment. That's right. I said replete. repletes. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm saying replete. Uh, and then you're fighting the environment, which all of a sudden, like, the tide comes in and the level is a quarter of the size it yeah. should be. And it throws just, w- like, waves of enemies at you, but they're very rarely just the same ones over and over. Like, you'll be fighting four of these, like, disgusting little, like, fish. And then all of a sudden, this, like, 40-foot-long snake train of paint will come in and made, you're yeah. shooting them. As- made from gas canisters, Yeah, right? and then it's you're all, all like, anti-pollution. It's yeah. so gross. And you're screaming cool. at each other being like, get the eggs, splat his, <laughs> splat his butt and steal his eggs. I, like, love, how, pots. I yeah. love how quickly language around that game develops when you're playing locally. Yep, right? yep. We have, like, this is a really cool game to get together with four people and just connect. By the way, connection super fast. Even at yeah. IGN where we have all these Wi-Fi and wireless signals, no problems. I did have dropping. some Wi-Fi problems uh, online, but that oh. was because I was in the bay and that's like, really closed off. Online, oh, yeah. No, for went, local, it, it local was rock yeah. solid for us. Yeah. And then the language that develops is like eggs here. Yeah. You know, it's like you yeah, take down an enemy yeah. and like this the tower. Oh, there's a snake on the North Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Fathead. Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, one of the things that I really I really love the the additional character design in uh, Salmon Run. I think it's really funny. I think those characters are really endearing. They're really, They're really like yeah. nasty little fishmen. Yeah. And then like like you were talking about that snake. That snake is being powered by a fish on a bike at the end of his tail. <laughs> like if you look at it, that fish is just like out there. Yep. Yeah. That's what this podcast needs more of is side gags. I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, I, I just really I think it's a really clever take on a horde mode. Um and yeah, we've I don't know, I've played probably 10, 15 rounds with you, and we've had like a really good time. Yeah. yeah so the tried, so, like low difficulty, high difficulty, yeah. we went to hundred percent or just like Things are just way too crazy. Yeah. And so the bummer is kind of that you can only play online at like specific intervals currently, but, but you can play local enough. whenever. Yeah. It's not like Splatfest where you have to wait or like an Overwatch where you have to wait for an event for a long time. This right. is frequent in the week. Yep. Yeah. You can do it. And then, yeah, the local you can, of course, do anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One yeah. thing I had to check is is with local, it was a lot of communication based, especially in high difficulties. So I want to see if you're playing online and you don't have the voice chat, are you going to be able to survive? Yeah. People just yeah. run around circles yeah, yeah, yeah. screaming and yeah, they'll die. So there, there's a lot of stuff. We, we can't show you footage of Salmon Run yet. You know, there's a lot of information that's embargoed before launch. Um, the one thing I will say about um, all the online, uh, about the uh, the Salmon Run and the, the single-player campaign, it's evolved in a lot of ways. Sam, Salmon Run is awesome, but AI is very simple. And, you know, when you're fighting Octolings in, a, in the single-player mode, they there's not a lot going on there they in the brains. They, they are homing missiles. Everyone's a homing missile in this game when it's a uh, computer yeah. a, uh, AI or on a track, right? Yeah. And then they can detect you and come after you. So 
don't expect Salmon Run to be like a horde mode where you have these kind of one-on-one battles with very powerful enemies. It's very old-school kind of pattern-based, right? Like the snake will come and it will try to kill you by ensnaring you yeah. so that you have no more room left. It's that kind of strategy, um, that, that kind of uh, AI and strategy that will develop from it. It becomes uh, a lot about learning how best to defeat a boss yeah. and also – uh, think about the patterns of like if there's three bosses, who do you go for first and who you have to be mindful of that's coming up behind you? Um, so like, yeah, like I know how to defeat this one kind of boss. But if there's like, you know, five bosses coming at me, I'm just like, OK, I'll try and throw a bomb at him. But, oh, man, he's coming at me. So I, I got to run yeah. away. So there's a good like give and take there. I so remember. I just start screaming. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. I, yeah, that's a good. Uh, doesn't work. Screaming out. is a good trick. It's true. It's they can't hear it, but it helps. Yeah. Uh, the Splatfest obviously is is live this weekend. If you're watching this uh, on its original posting day, cake. Um, I, who are you? Cake. Team cake. What are you? It's cake and ice cream. Uh, ice, and cream. Ice, yeah. ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Also, Marina. Like the. I do like. Let's Marina talk about the character design. Marina and Pearl. Pearl looks like a total brat. She's right? a gremlin. Yeah. yeah. And like, I feel bad for her, but like, stop making that face. Marina <laughs> is absolutely adorable. She looks kind of like lost and worried about yeah. the world, and then she's all like nonchalant when they're in their little DJ booth, just like quietly chilling she's on like the turntables. Like I love, whenever they I love show her. a new, whenever they show a new level, she just goes. Chuk, chuk, yeah, chuk, I really chuk. want an amiibo of her with turntables because I'd so just. Cool. I really love them both. Yeah, they're yeah, so I great. think they're both it, really cool characters. It's a great combo of characters again, and it's got this like you know the whole kind of. Hub world is this weird, like Japanese Shibuya kind yeah. of like mm-hmm. very. It's it's so Japanese, but then then it's like crazy colorful with yeah. all these these squids and octolings. And, yeah. uh, Marina is an octoling, the, right? She's got tentacles. Kind of a weird right. unspoken thing. It's like, aren't you the enemy? But okay, well, I'm really I'm really excited to see what this game looks like in a year. Yeah, when all these different character customization options are available and stuff. Like, it's going to look so cool. Also, yeah, right now. So super Sorry. colorful. Uh, me versus dead, but they're still able, you can still post pictures. Yeah. 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 So for Splatfest, like, they all come up and they're it's, shown around. It's not, I mean, there are a bunch of really cool improvements. Obviously, the game is going to do what the first one did and release content over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Makes it a little bit more difficult for a reviewer. Now that we've seen Splatoon, we know that it delivers on the promise of, of bringing good maps out uh, over time. But some of the stuff you've seen at E3, like the Brella, for example, Brella, is yeah. not available in multiplayer at launch. That's kind of the, the stuff that will be rolled out over time. Mm-hmm. I dig that because it gives you a reason to go back and try yeah. something new. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to try but, this black, But for though. some yeah. people who cool. just want a ton of variety in the beginning, it might be a bummer. Yeah, but luckily they, every update that they've had in Splatoon 1 is going to be in Splatoon 2. So you yeah, have sure. like the paint bucket and the paintbrush. Mm-hmm. You have a, a bunch of uh, older maps and you have, um, what is it, the tower control and splat zones yeah. from the start. You love so I could see there being more modes uh, for both ranked and maybe even like a new turf war. Yeah, Bucket is surprisingly versatile. It's okay. really good. But also I, the, your comment about, about the bucket reminded me that one of the things that I did want to mention was that the, the localization is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. This game has made me laugh out loud four or five times in, in the time that I've spent with it. It's really, really good. Yeah, the writing, the writing is, is great. Smart. The puns yeah. are I kind of want to steal some puns worthy. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 yeah in the the... The moment that you so each level where you're introduced to a new weapon, you get like the uh, what's his name, the guy that's Sheldon. Yeah, Sheldon. 
he talks to you and he tells you what the weapon is. And he gives yeah. you this detailed rundown. And uh, when you get the, the the bucket, he gives the name is like the hero splatter or something yeah. like that. And he, he tells you all about what it does. And then like there's a beat. And then he goes, it's just a bucket. And like, <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. It's like such a good gag. Uh, the, yeah. You can fast forward him, by the way, this yeah. time, which is nice. Yeah. The, all the all the new gear is really awesome. Like that loop is really cool. All the, There's like. Just, just really dope shoes in this game. Like yeah. they're just awesome height. I'm like really big into like Nikes and stuff like that. And just the kicks in this game are great. Like I, my character now is just like rocking awesome sunglasses and like a cool jacket and like really dope shoes. And I'm like, I just love. Like I felt like the first game was kind of like 90s Nickelodeon, and they've modernized a lot of the style. Yeah. If that's something you care about, that's I got there. Some moto boots. Just yeah, that's today. awesome, man. Like there's yeah. just like really cool stuff in Lots this. Lots of good stuff in there. There are two two big things missing. Obviously, we haven't been able to test the uh, the voice chat yet yeah. because mm-hmm. the app isn't live yet, even for test. So we'll be seeing that. And then for me, still, the glaring omission is switching loadouts on the on the fly yeah. while you're matchmaking and you yeah. see what your opposing team has. Right. It might just be that they fundamentally disagree and think that it should be a surprise every time you you um, you start and that you cannot kind of adjust your weapons based on what your opponent's sporting. I don't mind switching mid-battle. That I agree with that. But when yeah. you're in the lobby waiting, sometimes for like two minutes, if their servers aren't up, that's, you can't yeah. do anything. That's been an issue for me, too. You click into a match. There's like five people there. You're waiting for eight. And then you just watch this sort of timer pinwheel until it and runs out. Like, bar, 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 and then bar, it's like, bar, nope. Bar. And you get kicked back out. And you can't really go anywhere from there. You, you just can, have you to You can wait. mess with the music. Have you noticed that? No. The stick, the left stick speeds up the music. <laughs> that's kind of cool. That is, that is all you can do, though. Yeah. And then the right one is like a kind of like a filter. It changes the like a flange filter. It there's changes no, uh, the there's no squid jump minigame to can play hit, anymore. You can hit X to do the Jose Picato thing like over and over and drive people nuts with that uh yeah loadout switching i'm hoping it's a future update that will come i don't it's confounding to me that that's not a thing for yeah, this game kind because, of shocking because yeah. i love the versatility and sometimes when you when you have a, a good team you just want to go oh i'm gonna i'm gonna have my revenge now with a roller or yeah, you don't want to you don't like, want to go like oh like this is a great team i gotta go buy some shoes i'll you, see you guys later right you yeah. can however you can save your loadouts <laughs> to amiibo so if you have multiple splatoon amiibo if you've got you know uh cali and uh you, you've got the uh the original inkling girl you can put different weapon setups on each one of them and so quickly switch just not in the lobby you have to do that out in the um in the, in which the is world, where right? hub. you spend a lot of time waiting. Cool. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, obviously, we're very excited to play the uh, Splatfest. Um, look for us. I think we're all playing. Yeah. So totally. you might uh, get lucky or unlucky, depending on how good you are. You, you'll probably uh, readily destroy us. Um, but look for for us and be be kind. Do we know? Uh, can we? Is there any like tournament customization or anything like there is in Mario Kart down the down the line? There, like there are there yeah. are said lots of setups that we can't talk about. Yeah, we should we should put together a, a, a Splatoon tournament. Like yeah, I did. Oh, that. I think, yeah. I do great. think we'll probably. Uh, I think I talked with Mitch. We'll probably live streaming Splatoon next Friday when it launches. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see if we can get like actual battles going. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But yeah, there are a couple of things. I mean, this game is built for esports too, and you know, he's got land mode, which we can't test yet. But lots of uh, cool features hidden in there that that we'll be able to talk more about soon. Do you think? Do you think this is the cutest esport? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I can think yeah, of yeah. Yeah. That's although those Zerglings were really cute. Remember those? What about uh, Hot Ken and Street Fighter? Huh? Oh, that's huh? Really good. Huh? Think uh, about it. Mario Kart Arcade GP VR. Yeah. So for me this came out of out of nowhere. Right. Did you yeah. were you guys surprised no, to see, I didn't see this? I didn't see that coming either. 
So our IGN Japan uh, team went to uh, uh, VR. It's called uh, VR Zone in Shinjuku. Shinjuku yep, is yeah. pretty central uh, in, in Tokyo. Kind of a, it's a nightlight and amusement district. Lots of movie theaters. I used to go there every, every weekend for the movie theaters. Um, and they have a ton of arcades there as well. And this VR Zone setup is pretty special. Um, so on July 14th, uh, Bandai Namco, obviously Nintendo's partner on the development side for the uh, the original Mario Kart arcade machine, but also Smash Brothers, um, they presented this arcade GPVR experience. So before you go, oh, does that mean I, I strap a, a switch to my forehead? It's actually using the Vive. Yeah. Um, and so you're sitting in these kind of fully articulated uh, uh, carts, um, they they kind of tilt with you. They have a steering wheel. You've got the trackers from the Vive on your hands. So when you have your hands on your steering wheel, you see them in the game because it's yeah. a first-person Mario Kart. Right. Yeah. It's also got some weird uh, motion stuff in the chair. Yeah. It actually yeah, it moves and vibrates. Yep. And there's a fan that blows wind. So there's it's sort of like a weird, like kind of hokey, like 4D experience. It's like an all-encompassing experience. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of love it. And like if you've ever tracked what the Mario Kart GP or arcade machine series has done, um, they've been able to sort of Trojan horse a lot of weird ideas into those games yeah. that you never see in the home versions. Yeah. Like Pac-Man, like uh-huh. a camera that takes a picture of your face and puts mustaches on it so sure. you can like yep. have your own avatar. I mean, if you live in America, they, they these pop up at Dave and Buster's and yep. other arcades sometimes yep. here and there. But this one specifically, uh, I think that there was what was it the Wii version that had a first person mode? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. other other than that, we don't really see a lot of first person Mario Kart. But we've right. got some gameplay footage on IGN. You can check it out on YouTube also. Uh, and it's straight up first person Mario Kart. Like what it's it, like to throw shells and bananas it and looks looks actually, it looks so much it fun. Looks- crazy and i'm yep. so jealous that we are not dude this arcade right opened a week after yeah. i was in shinjuku oh, so i got home and then we put the story up i was like no i gotta go back so it's they changed the mechanics so it's no longer question mark blocks in this game yeah. it's, it's actually balloons yeah. so when you're racing around you get your first uh, person view of the track a balloon is there and you can actually reach out remember you've got trackers on your hands you can reach out and get your item that way and so then when you have um you know a green shell or a banana you can actually physically fling it with your hand <laughs> no, it's not it's not a button to deploy that's awesome. awesome. And so, so cool. first of all, everybody, of course, looks like idiots playing yeah, this game with their, like, you know, like the yep. lost, the lost uh, 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 puppy and then, <laughs> then waving their arms around. But like it is, uh, you know, Daniel Robson, our, our editor in, in Japan from IGN Japan. If you read Japanese, you can switch the language and check out IGN in Japanese. Um, he did this uh, impressions piece for us and he absolutely loved it. Yeah. He, said it he said it was a rush. It was four players next to each other. Um I remember when when I was in college in, in Japan, we would go out, uh, you know, for drinks after after classes. We'd always go to these arcades, and Japan just had these amazing setups. You saw the Luigi's Mansion machine, and yeah, yeah. with Capcom, yeah, right? So like, cool. Big setups. They had like uh, like games like Hang On, mm-hmm. and like I'm dating myself a little bit, like Only Afterburner. Yeah. But Afterburner was this giant wheel. I think it came came here afterwards as well. Uh, there's this giant cabinet that would tilt full yeah. in, in into any direction. In Japan, in Japanese arcades you'll always find something special and crazy like that. Uh, one play is usually really, really expensive. Like it was like five bucks to play one of those. Um, but it's just totally really, it makes it really special yeah. to go out and try these games. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, if uh, Mario Kart VR goes the way of Mario Kart 8 and we have upside down in VR. Oh, my and God. You look up and you're like, oh, God, there's, there's a floor. I'm going to fall. Yeah. And like, or if you fall off a cliff. And like, yeah, you're just like, oh, uh, 
Yeah, I think that's that's a really interesting point because in Mario Kart 8, when you're on those tracks... Things get crazy. Yeah, like, it, it does get crazy, but you don't often register like, oh, this part of the track is just upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that experience in VR when you actually I, can feel, like, see yourself going inverted, you yeah. I want to see what it looks like when you get hit with, a, like, a lightning bolt and you shrink, shrink. and, ever, like, Wario's yeah. butt is, like, 70 feet tall <laughs> in front of you. Man. Yeah. I just love to... I mean, these, these arcade machines are all made by Japanese companies, right? You got Capcom with Louis Luigi's Mansion, uh, with Luigi's am- Mansion is so Amusement cool. Vision. Sega obviously was behind F Zero, GX, yeah. and AX was the arcade machine, which was really cool because you used to be able to bring your like GameCube memory card right. yeah, and, yeah. and plug it plug in it and in, yeah. upload your your custom car and stats and everything. And then AX actually had cus- uh, had special tracks that yeah. were super hidden in the in the home version. And like we haven't seen like with F Zero, we haven't seen Luigi's Mansion or Mario Kart GP come home. Uh, I I would love to see that. I, obviously. You know, it Mario Kart feels very, very different, especially with the steering wheel setup and everything. Feels very different from Mario Kart Eight and uh, you know the, the games we're used to on consoles. But it'd be really cool if they could double dip on that and give us I like totally a, agree. Like, give us a Nintendo arcade collection or something yeah, with these games. That'd be, awesome. be really cool. Um, so that's Mario Kart uh, GP in VR mode. Um, if you're going to Japan, definitely go to Shinjuku and check that out. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see those stateside. Someday. I really hope they come it's, here. Yeah, that Mario Kart GP is in an arc a specific VR arcade, right? Yeah, yeah, and they they have a ton of cool stuff. Uh, Caleb and, and uh, Andrew Goldfarb went to Japan just before you were there, right. and they wrote up a feature about that particular arcade, and you can read about all the games that are in there, and yeah. they, they had just an amazing time. It's not mm-hmm. turnkey, right? Like, it's hard to put something like that into a regular arcade because you still have all the setup, and like a lot of people are not familiar with VR and, and struggle with the setup, so right. you have to have attendance uh, uh, with, with that. But yeah. um, really, really cool, uh, cool idea that just came out of nowhere. What's this mean for their partnership with Namco? Will we see more stuff like that? I'm hopefully, hopefully. Right? Yeah. yeah. We still don't know who's making the uh, Metroid Prime game, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Pack, man. We'll, we'll see if there's like a Metroid Prime roller coaster arcade game. I would be totally into pinball. that. Pinball. Yeah. There we a go. A real pinball machine would. be And you're so the ball cool. that oh. you just throw up everywhere. <laughs> Remember that. Uh, so that's that. Uh, we are we skipped it last week, but we are going to get to some uh, some viewer questions mm-hmm. uh, this this time with our question block. That's right. These yeah. are specifically from our NVC email, okay. which you can oh, cool. hit us up at nvc at ign dot com. Oh, man. Yeah. And also, we got a Facebook group which you can go to. It's facebook dot com slash group slash Nintendo Voice Chat. Yep. Yeah, there I we like go. that you remembered that, but you couldn't remember nine letters. No, I was, well, I was you know, just doing a little well, test. Well, there's actually you know the about? voice chat forum. So there are two, right? Yeah. There's a There's a group that you can follow just to get an update when the show is live. And then there are the uh, NVC, uh, the Nintendo oh, voice chat yeah. forum. So that is a community uh, run by by fans of, uh, of IGN and NVC. Wonderful people. Yeah. Um, who cool talk about there. everything Nintendo, sometimes off topic as well. And um, we we occasionally dip in there and confuse everybody. Yeah, really cool group. <laughs> Go in there and say hello. Be, be nice. Uh, so we got some questions this week. I pulled them from the emails. Um, Matthew Ford asks, with Mario Kart VR available in Japan, what other Nintendo games would you like to see get the same VR treatment? A, a pair just pitched his. Yeah. I feel a first-person Metroid could be interesting, but I think a more probable possibility is a Nintendo Land VR experience similar to the Wii U game. What are your thoughts? Thanks again for reading, and keep up the fantastic work. Thanks, Matt. What do you think, Brendan? I would love to see Pikmin in VR. Just that, because I don't see we've seen a VR (laughs) game where you're kind of like a very small person in a giant forested land. Right. And like those weird, like, they they put like the giant batteries like right there. Yeah. Directing Pikmin with you and like taking like a giant boss in VR would be really cool to see. That's a really good idea. Yeah. 
I I love I love the any any of the VR experiences where you're smaller are really unique. I think mm-hmm. you know I I still I'm still a big big fan of Batman VR on the on the PlayStation, PlayStation. VR mm-hmm. yeah. just because of the way it made you feel when you're standing on a ledge and looking down. Right? Yeah, like that kind of sense of height and scale is always really cool. I don't know if you guys saw there was a YouTuber created this um, this Mario VR video uh, oh, Mario like AR cool. video where yeah. he's like walking around in real life and he sees like the Goombas and the mushrooms and the yeah. Yeah. like being in Mario's world. Accident. would be really cool like just a vr experience because i always feel like vr is better as an experience than as a game for I me at least i yeah. agree and like you know we cover a lot of playstation vr stuff on podcast beyond and we see stuff like batman and then we also see stuff like the spider-man homecoming psvr thing, yeah which was like a very sort of truncated bite size and i think like the sweet spot is somewhere between those two things yeah. right like uh so that's why i think like a metroid experience would be awesome if, if it's sort of just like walking into fendrana for the first time and seeing the visor effects mm-hmm. seeing that you're Ooh. Your mass yeah, steam up, like, um, like looking down and sort of like charging up your arm for the first time and shooting off a couple of blasts at like a big enemy. Uh, that would be really cool. I'm a big fan of Trackmania on PSVR. Uh, it's like a Ubisoft sort of like roller coaster, Hot Wheels racing style racing game, and I'd love to see something like that for say F Zero. Yeah, uh, Star Fox would be another great one. <sighs> Bower rolls could get a little tricky. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Star that's Fox what I was going to say was awesome uh, Star in Fox in VR. Yep. Yeah, I want F Zero. I know, yep. buddy. You get this. You Someday. get this. Like wistful look in your eye when you talk about it. That F-Zero. was one of my favorite franchises. You know, It'll just come back. On, on the Super NES, just the Mode 7 blew my mind at the yeah. time, and then I really loved X on the N64. It looked, graphically, it looked so sparse that a lot of people didn't play it, but just the amount of racers and the tubes and construction kit, the, the so afterwards, cool. and then GX was so good. Man, come on. Give me another F Zero. Now that we have Metroid coming, maybe you can start a campaign well, for F Zero. Yeah, so every time we come home. I yeah. think I think we'll get. I think Nintendo's being awesome this gen, and I think we're going to get a new F Zero right, by the Reggie. end of this. By I mean, if they're putting out a game a month, they got to get there eventually, Fingers right? Crossed. Yep. Uh, Ryan Farrell asks, hello, Nintendo Voice Chat. My question, do you have any theories why Splatoon 2 hasn't embraced a two-player local mode? From your friend north of the border in Ottawa, Canada, Ryan. I do. So, yeah, um, split screen. What's going on with that? Uh, I think it's because Nintendo really wants to hit 60 FPS. Yeah, I think it's a frame lock issue. would just not be yeah. able to do that. Interesting. And, like, they are very, very in on that. Like, it's kind of funny. People always go, like, oh, Nintendo is, like, the smaller, like, resolutions, and, like, they're not as up-to-date, but, like, Every game I can think of, like ARMS, 60 FPS, mm-hmm. uh, Splatoon, 60 FPS, like they're going to hit these and they're really rigid. Like they're not compromising. So I think that's why there's no split screen. Which is interesting because they, they're, they're okay with dropping a 30 on Mario Kart, which can go four player 30 FPS. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that's like there's something about the way that game plays specifically yeah. um, instead of like a, a shooter. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, strategy wise, it's different, right? One of the issues, if you guys recall your golden eye days, is that you can look at the other screen yeah. unless you're playing co op, right? Co op games obviously avoid that, but you're looking at somebody's screen, you can quickly pinpoint where they are, what they're doing. Mario Kart <laughs> is different because you're always moving forward, and yeah. like it's okay if the guy behind you sees where you are. Whereas, like in Splatoon, you, you want to sneak off and you want to ink an area, um, and, and not have the other guy see, um. I, I think from the kind of setup, the current setup doesn't lend itself to split screen either. But it would be great to see a, a co-op uh, mode. For yeah, the, I'd love the to play. I'd love to do a co-op really mode cool. in Splatoon. But I also think yeah. that I also think that one of the reasons that they're not focusing on two-player is that they they're offering so many other things in the multiplayer yeah. realm. You know what I mean? Like there's so many other offerings there that they don't necessarily need a two-player mode because I think it would be boring to play against one other person. Yep. They had that in Splatoon 1. It was a one-versus-one like face-off. We just shot oh, balloons yeah. and that was very boring. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah. but obviously this game has local in it. 
right? Yeah. Like the wonderful thing about the Switch is that if you have a friend with one, yeah, you always have a multiplayer set up on the go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it is an interesting sort of diagonal yeah. from their philosophy Different. around multiplayer for Switch because everything else has had that in there. But, you know, we'll see what happens. It's an interesting note, though, that they may just be dedicated to making that thing I think super yeah. smooth. Yeah. Last question. Uh, Taylor Ellison asks, my question has to do with Miis. This past week, I finally moved my Mii over to my Switch. This got me thinking when you guys created your Mii, did you create one that looks like you or did you create a unique <laughs> Mii that doesn't really look like you? I fall into the latter category and I'm always got to see my little character wherever Easy. he pops up. Thanks for all that you guys do. Taylor from Utah. Yeah, what'd you guys do? My 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 me is like a dead ringer. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was George Lucas. No. Oh no. My I feel like my me looks just like me. Yeah. 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 You're right. My me. Uh, I actually. Um, uh, I think Matt Casamassina created mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like he made he made like the most boring looking face. Because, like, when people try to do a drawing of me, they always struggle with the fact that I just look like everyone else. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, like, giant mole or special yeah. glasses. Yeah. And, like, so he made the most boring-looking person. I kept that one and recreated it over the years. Over and over, yeah. right? I've done the yep. same thing. My me is some a variation of the one I made the day I got my Nintendo Wii. Oh, really? See, I've know? made a different one each time. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to make it slimmer every couple I of weeks? Actually, no. I actually, my when I lost some weight this year, my me lost some weight, too, which was really cool. I got to go in there and, and change my so yeah. I, I told I, I told Brian uh, I, I exposed my kids uh, to Police Academy, the movie on Netflix. It's <laughs> oh streaming God. right now. Like I was like I remember it being better than it was, but it's still like my 11 year old thought it was uh, hilarious. Yeah. It has, has a lot of boobs in it. And I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. And after he absolutely loved Michael Winslow, so yeah. I went on YouTube and I searched IGN Michael Winslow because I know you had him on uh, up at noon. We did, yeah, with Greg, Greg and I, yeah. And it was a different person in that show, man. It's like double the Brian. You, yeah, Greg double was big Brian. too. We were both big boys. Yeah. Like, well, you yeah. call you call Greg repeatedly fat in that. That's called projecting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's uh, obviously awesome that you've been uh, living a, a healthy le- lifestyle. But it means yeah, you have yeah, to redo no, your yeah, meal. My me lost some weight too, so, which is nice. I'm I'm really I'm always happy with the sunglass options because I can yep. get like dark aviators and throw those on. Yeah. Um, yeah. My me is another one that looks like looks your a lot me like looks me. Looks a lot like you. It's like yeah. a very cartoon version of me, yeah. but it's like I'm an easy. I'm just like a potato with sunglasses. I'm easy to draw, you know. <laughs> Brennan's Brennan's me looks a lot like him yeah. too. Yeah, right? on here yeah. is a uh, uh, since the Wii. I think I think I've added the uh, the goatee and the beard when it started coming in. I and now I switch because like if I I think usually it's just like the the, the half beard. Mm-hmm. But then when I when I first had it in, like on the Wii, it was like the little goatee, and then like so yeah. it's evolved. I can, I can tell you, I'm very thankful for you know coworkers and people I know using me's that look like them because the friend rec- request yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So I had, you know, obviously I synced up all my systems. So, you know, from from mobile to, you know, Wii U, I got a ton of friend requests and they're just a lot of like Zach or a lot of like Brian's. Yeah, and or like, Dave. I'm or like, Don. I don't know. I don't know who this is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Bec- I've, I've been pretty diligent this time around of best friending people as they come in that I know uh, who they yeah. are. You know, like I, I think when I first was setting up my switch, I was texting Brian and Max and Marty and you guys and being like, hey, send me your code now. And then when they would come through, you know, like you can see. Well, you probably can't see, but you guys can see. Like, I just have a bunch of people starred. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There's some there's some people that have slipped through the cracks that I've seen their me's and been like, I think that's this person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's who this is. You know, well, because so. it gives you the option for avatars now to be like Star Fox or yeah. like Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have so many that are just like Twilight Princess. Yeah, like, or Mario yeah. or something. Yeah. It's so much easier to me when I when there's a face I recognize. Yeah, yeah. and I 
I mean, it's it's just it. I think it would be a full time job to go through like once you hit ninety nine plus to just accept the friend request. So I've slowed down a bunch as well. Well, I remember like on my Wii, there's like there's like I mean, the, the, God, there's like Ron Jeremy and Hitler and Super Mario. There's all these me's on there that I'm like, you can stay on the Wii. Yeah. I, you're not coming with me to Switch. You're not finding like, Hitler. On they're like the this Switch? was funny in two thousand seven or whatever, yeah. but like no, you guys are sticking here. Right like, here. Ah, I can create. It's like they're like on, bad yep. political cartoons. That's I'm like, terrible, Get out of here, dude. Hilarious. Like a weird Chewbacca. And stuff yeah. like that. Well, good talking, yeah. guys. These yeah. are these are all the chats we have for you this <laughs> week. Sorry, Damon. Uh, no, that was Nintendo Voice Chat for this week. Uh, I I hope you uh, enjoyed our little discussions and you're excited about Splatoon uh, as as we are. Next week, as I said, I'll be out. We'll have uh, Sam and and the crew in here talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And I think Casey's going to talk a little bit more about the 2DS because she went deeper and reviewed it. So if you want more uh, impressions, you're going to get them next week as well. Uh, and then the week after, we'll be back um, with with the full the full cast here, yeah. and hopefully by then, actually Splatoon will be out. Yep. That's yeah. right, and we'll uh, be Probably much more on multiplayer by then. We'll yep. have a ton of experience with multiplayer, and then you know, as Nintendo goes, there'll be that surprise announcement that we can uh, really bust open and talk about. So. NVC is our weekly Nintendo show here at IGN. It's not the only show we have. If you, uh, you know, if you want to watch Brian, for example, live, he's on Up at Noon with Zach. These two guys did an entire series of uh, Zelda Let's Plays <sighs> called Link Together, and you guys actually finished it. We did. Yeah, oh we man, just it. yeah, we just so, man, it this week. that was a great episode. The so, season finale is really, yeah, really good. I, it's really I good. cannot believe. So like, I keep on forgetting that you guys are playing with split Joy Cons. Yeah, and I'm like, oh come on, it's so easy. I'm like, oh wait, no, he can only jump and look. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's it's. Awesome. Awesome that you guys are like left brain, right brain. Dude, yeah. we, we were we were riding yeah. that high all day yesterday. Yeah, I still am true. today. Yeah. That's like, awesome. So are we going to get inked? Uh, inked? Yeah, 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 we're, we're kicking around some ideas. I don't think we're going to play through an entire game again, but we yeah. will do, we'll do one offs for for different yeah. games. I think that's this is this is going to get really fun now, and we'll open it up. Yeah, I we're think coming, there's a chance we're coming to, back with arms. Yeah, I think arms is going to be a real uh, just a yeah. real mess. Awesome. Yeah, we're kicking yeah. around ideas for that and Odyssey and everything else. Yeah. So so if you enjoy if you enjoy this show and you listen to the audio podcast version, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's not just to show us that uh, we did a good job, but also, you know, obviously the discovery systems on these platforms. So if you give something a great rating, it'll be exposed to more people. We'll get more listeners and we can do this forever and ever and ever. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, check out Beyond Game Scoop Unlocked. Uh, we've got a great interview show, a monthly interview show called Unfiltered. It's an hour long uh, where Ryan sits down with an industry maven. Uh, and then obviously the IGN show on Disney XD. If you want more, if you want behind the scenes looks at what it's like here at the office tune in on disney xd on the 17th at 9 30 p.m i think uh, yeah 9 or 9 30 9 30 p.m that's right uh and then come back for our comic-con uh, coverage so that's it for nvc thank you very much and get the thing don't get cooked and stay off the hook what contained herein are the heresies of radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.